I don't know where you plan on starting the side quest. You can include all that other jargon I was just spouting off about if you want. <laughs> so is there not a PAX 2022 then? I feel like they would have announced it by now. I don't know. I have no idea. Large events like that are canceled. Is. Not, no, not really. Not in Texas or Surprisingly. Florida, but like everywhere else. Like, Which is funny because I think PAX South is the one that got officially canceled because <laughs> <laughs> nobody goes to it. Um, yeah, they have not announced any dates, so they hmm. still have PAX Unplugged from December 10th to 12th. That's in Philadelphia. That's all the board games and shit, right? Yes. I don't think there's enough seafood in Philadelphia. Sadly, no. But they have cheesesteaks and lots of them. That's true. Very true. Very true. They did. I think it was it was one of the um, first We Feast shows where they went to a bunch of cheesesteak places. But they didn't go to the main ones that everybody tells you to go to because those are the giant racist ones. Hmm. I can't remember where though. Are we starting? More yeah, like we're, we're in it, man. Are we? Yep. Yeah, racist cheesesteaks. Here we go. That's the episode title. <laughs> I thought we weren't talking about. <laughs> we're not. Uh, I, offensive. <laughs> I'm not offended by cheesesteaks. <laughs> yeah, the the racism is <laughs> freedom fries. Okay, let's start. Yeah, anyways. We started. Um yeah, I wanted to talk about this band that I've been listening to. Uh, they're called Idola. I uh, sorry, E I D O L A. I'm really into this album, The Architect. Uh, it just came out this year, and it's really, really good. Uh, super interesting guitar work. Really great production. The singer is like a, I mean, dude's like a boy band singer singing in like a, a pr- prog rock, like post hardcore metal band, and he's so good. And uh, I'm really into it right now. And I came across them because uh, one of the guitarists, Sergio Medina, is in like another band that I like called Stolas, um, who's also very technical guitar work, super cool stuff. It's kind of screamy, so you might not be into it. Um, and he's also in another band called Royal Coda. This dude is like a total powerhouse. Uh, Royal Coda has the drummer from the band a lot like birds and the singer, one of the ex singers from dance Gavin dance named Kurt Travis. You guys probably don't even know who any of these people are, which is totally fine. Um, a lot like dance birds Gavin dance, but a lot like birds put out a, an album, um, back in 2017. I'm going to look it up right now when it came out. Yeah. Divizi is the name of the album. It came out in 2017 uh, it was my album of 2017. I listened to that album more than anything else in 2017. That that album from start to finish is unbelievable. The drummer, uh, Joseph Arrington, is one of the most creative and innovative drummers I think I've ever heard play. I follow him on Instagram. He actually liked a bunch of my drumming posts that I used to put up on Instagram, which is really cool. And he and I have had conversations. He is a video gamer. His in-ear monitors have the Bloodborne character on them. That's awesome. That he had custom made. And when I commented on his post about those, his wife like made some crack about how he's a nerd or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. But um, he's it's just incredibly talented. And, and again, I think uh, 
the the dudes in this like it's like a powerhouse of bands that have come out of like dance gavin dance like dance gavin dance is like okay in my opinion like they're pretty good like tillian is a really good singer the music is all super interesting uh they're not really my thing and i don't quite know why i think it has something to do with like they have a very chaotic sound to them not enough screaming they have a ton of screaming is the thing but like it's a very like their screamer is a good screamer too which is an odd thing to say i suppose but their sound is very chaotic is the best way i can describe it and uh the bands that have spawned off of dance gavin dance are i think better than dance gavin dance and that's again not to discount dance gavin dance and what they've done for the industry but the bands that have come out of them are just i mean so good even tillian's solo stuff is really good uh kurt travis's solo albums are amazing um just anything that Joseph Arrington touches as a drummer is really good. Cause I don't feel like that dude fucks with losers. Like he's just a total badass. Like I just, he's amazing. And uh, yeah, this, this new, this new album by Idola is just unbelievably good. And I attribute that to the tie. I mean, not that they have other albums that Sergio was not on, but like this album, I think they just nailed like a, a super unique twist in their sound and Sergio's guitar work, I think really uh, adds to it. Cause on one of the songs, uh, I think it's called caustic prayer. I'm going to look it up real quick too, just to make sure I'm not getting that wrong. Uh, yeah. Caustic prayer track three on the album, the architect, he does this like wicked guitar arpeggio and I, it leads right into like this really powerful epic vocal part that just like, I mean, it gives me chills every time it hits. So uh, if anybody is into different sounding post-rock, hardcore, screamo, emo-ish stuff, I don't even know what to classify them as. The internet calls them American rock band. So, Yeah, w- Wikipedia has the <laughs> architect listed as post-hardcore, progressive rock, and experimental rock. So They're just incredibly talented. The lead singer, I think, is a multi-instrumentalist, too, that basically writes the majority of the music and then like has everybody else put their twist on it. Um, if I was reading things correctly and some other information, but Royal Coda also just put out another album, uh, not too long ago, compassion, uh, with, it, that came out in 2019. Wow. It's that long ago already. Holy shit. That's crazy. Um, and then the singer from Royal Coda, uh, Kurt Travis and the drummer, Joseph Arrington, who I've been speaking about also started another band called gold necklace. And it's like this, it's like, if you took you take like R and B and you take like, uh, like this post hardcore, like emo ish stuff. And you kind of combine it in a way, like hmm. one of the songs, let me see if I can find it again. Uh, I need track. I should have pulled all this stuff up, but I didn't really know what I was going to talk about here. <laughs> um, uh, gold necklace, gold necklace, this song called vibe with me by gold necklace it does. It has like a lot of modern hip hop and R and B has this vocal trope where they do things in triplets. Like it's a very, like uh, it's very common to have like triplets. Those of you who don't understand musical notation, it is a specific cadence and rhythm, rhythmic pattern of triplets, uh, usually in sixteenth notes, sometimes represented in eighth notes, but more often sixteenths. Uh, 
I don't really know how to describe it other than that. If I had a drum set hooked up to my computer so I could play <laughs> it for you, I totally would. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure Kirk Hamilton explains it on... Uh, yeah, Strong um, Songs. Strong Listen songs. to some Strong some, Songs on his informative somewhere. episodes. Um, yes. But Vibe With Me ties into that like triplet cadence thing with some of its parts. And it like when I first heard it, they released the song... A couple of months ago, I didn't even know they were doing a full album. I thought they were just making jokes. Like they're just like writing music. They're like they're like we're so good at music. We're just gonna write good music as a joke, is what it <laughs> seemed like. Yeah. And I heard this song and I was like, holy shit! Like they're literally doing everything I wanted to do with my music, but they're doing it better than I probably ever would have done. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you listen to their stuff, it's just super, it's different and interesting and cool. And the guitar work, again, if you're a guitarist, like you totally been to all of this music that I just listed off because the guitar work on these guys, it's unbelievable. Um, and Kurt Travis is a good vocalist. He's not the greatest vocalist in the world, but he, he does what he does and he does it very well. And I, I, I like his, uh, he writes really good vocal melodies and things, and he just has a little bit of a nasally voice, so some of you might not be into that sort of thing, but I, I'm not saying that as like an insult to him by any means. Again, it's like it's like his thing, and he definitely has his voice. He's not trying to be anybody else. He's not trying to do anything like anybody else. He just does what he does really, really well, and I like that. Uh, and if you want another track off of his solo stuff to check out, um, I can give you a recommendation. I just need to pull up my information again because names are slipping me right now. Uh, Solo career. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Everything is Beautiful is the name of the album by Kurt Travis. The song you want to listen to is the song Overthinking. And I think that song is incredibly well done. Um, The whole album is really good, though, if you get a chance to listen to it. Like, really, really good. And again, a lot like Birds, Divizi, that album is fantastic. Check that out. Idola, The Architect, check that out. Gold Necklace, check them out. Um, all Again, all of these bands are like tied together somehow. Like they're, it's like it <laughs> literally, and I, I, I don't, they're just so, all the people involved are super talented, except apparently the drummer from Dance Gavin Dance was kicked off the tour at the Detroit show because he got too drunk and fucked up on stage and was messing up the songs. And so they called out, I think, Idola's drummer to fill in. <laughs> <laughs> or something like, Jesus. or maybe their drum tech or something. I don't know. Somebody filled in for. They ended up kicking him off halfway through the set. So uh, hopefully yeah. he's getting what the help he say? needs. Easy um, to get too <clears throat> drunk in Detroit. Hey, Dave Chappelle came and got super high with uh, who was it? Danny Brown or whatever got him like super high at that one Detroit show, and he came out and like couldn't even perform. And <laughs> then he did two more shows two nights later, <laughs> <laughs> and then we met him. You know when he came to my show. Because he literally showed up at one of my shows. There you go. And he locked down the bar and he said, everybody can stay if they want. And then we left. And then I was mad. Brian didn't even believe it was Dave Chappelle. (laughs) He looked at Dave Chappelle. Impersonator. He looked at Dave Chappelle in the face and he goes, you're not fucking Dave Chappelle. (laughs) To Dave Chappelle's face. (laughs) And I'm not. This is what happens when you drink too much. (laughs) I'm not the only person there to have witnessed this. That's good. No, yeah, Megan was sitting with us. Yep. And Monahan was there too. Cuz he's the one who came, he like he ran backstage as soon as Chappelle walked in and he looked at me and he goes, "What do the five fingers say to the face?" And I was like, "Oh god." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Dude, Dave Chappelle is going to sit down <laughs> next to your girlfriend." 
And I was like, what? And I turn and I look and Dave Chappelle is putting his hand out to shake Megan's hand. <laughs> and then he sat down and I like walked out and like met up with them. And then I heard Brian be like, yeah, if I could Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the C that was, you know, on his jacket. Yeah. His, he was wearing his, like, notorious, like, green camo jacket. Anybody with the, can with buy his, one of those. His logo on the side. And and he was smoking a cigarette in a bar, which is not legal in the state of Michigan anymore. <laughs> but nobody cares because it's Dave Chappelle. I think you could smoke at that bar anyways. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think you can. I mean... There's a lot of bars that just let it slide. But he came backstage and he was like, I'm like packing up my drums too. And like Mark and Eric were there and we're all like cleaning up stuff. And like my buddy Josh from his band, I can't remember which band he was in at the time. I think, I think it was Anna, A-N-A. Check them out too while you're at it, looking up new music. Uh, But like we were all back there cleaning stuff up and we're just like, holy crap, Dave Chappelle's here. And Dave Chappelle came backstage and like... I, at the time, I remember I was growing my beard out for Tom's wedding, mm. and and Dave Chappelle looks at all of us and he goes, "Man, I'm real glad all y'all motherfuckers got beards right now." <laughs> and so then see the rest of our ugly faces. And then he was like, "I wish I could have came earlier and saw you guys play." He's like, "You seem like you're probably pretty talented. I wish I had talent." And I was like, "Get the fuck out of here, Dave Chappelle." <laughs> <laughs> Fishing, fishing for compliments. No, man, I just, I don't think he's fishing for compliments. I think he's just a super, like, modest dude. I don't know. Yeah. Like, he seems pretty down to earth. If you're not down to earth, you don't live in, like, bumfuck Ohio like he does, you know? Yeah. But anyways, enough about that. I don't want to start a controversy. (laughs) (laughs) We ate ate at the Mori today for, uh, for brunch, and I just have to say that any place that serves you tater tots automatically gets, like, an A+. I had brunch there once, like, when it was new, and it was pretty solid. I haven't been there since, though. They have, like, you can get a tater tot bowl with, like, cheese and eggs, and the, the southwest one comes with guacamole and, like, pickled jalapenos on it, and chorizo is in the eggs. It's mm. so good. And then, I like, they have a really good fried chicken sandwich, like, southern-style chicken sandwich, like, spicy chicken, that's, mm. like, pretty on point in terms of flavor. And I'm always, like... When it comes to chicken sandwiches, the key for me is, does it stay crunchy the whole time I'm eating it, or does it get soggy? And theirs stays crunchy. That's what I'm into. We had um, takeout from First Watch. First Watch is okay. They have a seasonal cinnamon chip pancake that is incredible. It's very good. You've always been more of like the sweet breakfast type, right? Not well. When I was younger, yes, I very much changed since. I very much tend to go for more Benedicts and other things. Mm. Like my favorite breakfast to get around here nowadays is um, at the Breakfast Club. They do a seafood bowl, which is um, whoa. That's the one at Twelve and Woodward now, right? No, they don't do it at that one. I, so there's several Breakfast Clubs, and I think they're owned by different people, but they're part of the same chain. The one in Madison Heights is the only one in the area that does the seafood bowl. Really? And it's got like, um, it's probably like fake lobster or whatever, but it's still some kind of fish. So it's still, you know, basically that. And um, it's potatoes and then eggs. And then they do um, 
the like lobster and whatever else might be in a little bit of salmon and do some smoked salmon that gets cooked with eggs too. It's really nice. And then it has a Newberg sauce on the top of it, which is mostly, it's like 90% butter, I think. And, um, it's all very good. And you get the cherry walnut toast, very good cherry walnut toast. Um, that's my favorite breakfast to get around here, but the cinnamon chip pancake at first watch is very good. The nice thing is that they give you one big, like probably 10 inch pancake and they give you two eggs. You can get them whatever style you want. Yeah. I got it scrambled and um, with some bacon. And it was good. It's very good. I've been, I I, uh, I had the owl for breakfast yesterday. Mm. And, Still haven't uh, been there. What I like about them, one, you can get a chorizo patty as like an additive to your sandwich. Uh, and you can also order it with habanero bacon, which is really good. Mm. But they they serve it. Uh, with like a garlic cream cheese, mm-hmm. like on the sandwich. I asked for it on the side this time because I feel like whenever I get it on the sandwich directly from them, it's like one spot in the middle of the bun. And mm-hmm. so I got it on the side this time so I could spread the garlic che- cream cheese around the whole bun. And that was definitely <laughs> the way to go. Nice. Uh, and I ordered, they have, you can get, um, like Yukon, like smashed Yukon potatoes and they cover them with like cotija cheese and cilantro. And I ordered it with no cilantro cause cilantro is gross. And then shut up. Uh, it is gross, dude. It I ta- love it. It tastes like soap. Well, then you're just genetically deficient and it happens to taste like it. Yeah, it's, soap it's instead terrible. of something good. <clears throat> but the, one day, the one day you're going to find out that the people with, without the, you know, the, I don't know who it's going to be, but there's either the cilantro soap people or the non-cilantro soap people, and one of them's going to exist more than the other one does. That's yeah, so people who like don't him. eat cilantro will live longer. It's, a, <laughs> it's an evolutionary trait for some yeah. reason. But the, well, that's uh, a bummer, because you can always eat soap, but <laughs> you can't... <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> anyway, you're somehow sustaining your life on cilantro, I want to know how that works. What I so. wanted to say about these potatoes, though, Alex, is you would love them because they are just completely slathered in butter. Like, I mean, great. covered in it. And then the cotija cheese on there is just like a great combination. And they're like, they're cooked perfectly. And like, they're smashed Yukons. I don't know if you've ever done that before where you get like the mini Yukons and you, and you like bake them in the oven and then you like smash them. Yep. Like and they get oh. like kind of crispy and stuff. Yeah, they're like they got crispy yeah. edges, but they're soft and fluffy on the inside. And then they're like they've soaked up like a pound of butter, and then they've got this cheese on them. Damn, those were those yeah. were so good, man. I'm probably gonna order some tomorrow morning for breakfast on my way into work, just because I gotta have them again. They were fantastic. That sounds great. Yeah, I should do that. My my breakfasts have been not very. I don't know. It's been like bagels or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. But better than I, my pop tarts that I've been having for the past few weeks. Yeah, and I like. I just. I don't know. Maybe it'll be of detriment to the side quest. But I'm trying to stop the pop completely again because it's giving. It's gotten out of, out of control. It all, well, it always does. It's been out of control for a long time. But um, I'm now down to non-caffeinated beverages and hopefully I'll be there's down. nothing just, wrong with caffeine in moderation so, yes in moderation but when it comes in the form of pepsi there's no moderation well i mean it, it that is moderate compared to coffee it depends on how many you're having you can a day get caffeine free it's pepsi. not 
it's not moderate when it's in the quantity that I'm drinking it. How many Pepsis a day are we talking? Or is this It's not a number. To... It's more like a how many gallon bottles could you fill with the amount of Pepsi that you drink? And it's probably more than one, which is too too much. Okay. The amount of pop that I drink in a day could probably fill several two liters. I'm just saying I would bad. be more worried about the sugar <laughs> than the caffeine. Yes, the sugar is a problem, but the caffeine is what addicts me to it. Oh, okay. If I break that addiction to the caffeine, I can eventually break the addiction to the sugar. Yeah, I mean, I, I drink like the sugar-free monsters, and like those are all right. <clears throat> the green one is the best one, in my opinion. But uh, you can drink caffeine-free Pepsi. That does exist. Uh, yeah, I know it does. And same with like Coke. But the thing is, is that there's something about the hit that I get of it that doesn't it doesn't come with the caffeineless. Like, I, I don't know. It's very much like I'm not, I don't want to chain drink it if it doesn't have the caffeine in it. Yeah. <laughs> is the thing. Um, fair enough. And so, you know, breaking that's usually the first step for me. We'll see how long it lasts. Cause usually I like go to Ernie's and I'm like, man, a wild cherry Pepsi sounds real good with this Ernie. And then I have one of those. And then I'm like, well, what if I had another one? And then it just, I'm off the way. Yeah, well, the hard part is when you go to every store and they're like, buy two, get one free or whatever for yeah. pop. And you're just like, oh, man, like I could buy just one and it cost me $2.10 or I could buy two and get a yeah. third one for free. Mm -hmm. And then you end up with True. three of them. And then you're like, well, I have this one. I drank all of it already and I have two more so I can drink the second one and save the other one for tomorrow. And then, you know, like I go through the, like I do that math in my head all the time. I'm like, well, the monster energy drinks are, are buy one, get one. So I might as well just get two of them because the second one's free. Uh, and then, yeah, I, the, the, and then I'm like, well, I didn't pay for that second one. So I'm going to drink it right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it fully like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, you'd save even more money if you just bought, like I would save more money if I went and bought a 12 pack of squirt. But instead, I'm going to go and buy them two bottles at a time at 7-Eleven each day. Because, like I said on the last side quest, I try to, like, not keep it in the house as a deterrent to drinking it. But it doesn't work. So. See, I, th I, I think I drink it. less when I have cans. Because then I know, like, I make, I make like, a, a conscious effort to only have, like, one can of pop. And then, like, if I had a bunch of pop at work, like, if I had, like, a 20-ounce Pepsi at work, and then I come home and I drink, like, a squirt in the evening or whatever, then I'm like, okay, I've had enough pop for the day, so I'm only going to drink water from here on out. And then I yeah, force I myself to drink water. And then what happens is I get up 12 times in the middle of the night to piss <laughs> because I've had literally four gallons of water before going to bed. So. And, and I, but my thing is that I don't like, no, like if there's a, if there's a 12 pack of Pepsi throwback in the fridge, I will finish one and then I'll be like, yeah, that was very good. I should, I should, you know, not have another. And then like an hour later, I'm like, it's time for another Pepsi throwback. And then I drink another can of Pepsi throwback. And then like, maybe I'll have a third one or maybe not. And it's probably yeah. three in the morning. Cause I've been playing video games or something. I don't know. I've actually I have found a problem. Like Kroger has like the cranberry lime seltzer. It's a Kroger brand, like cranberry lime seltzer. And I found that to be like the most like satiating of any of the ones that I've had. Uh, so like I will, if I need the bubbles, which happens to be a lot of the time, like I really just want the carbonation because I find yeah. it very refreshing. I will take one of those and I will pound it. I mean, I like just guzzle it as fast <laughs> as I can. 
Because the problem with seltzer waters is after they've kind of like lost their bubble or if they, uh, you know, if they're not like if, if uh, you, you don't drink them f- like fast enough as they warm up and lose bubble, like they just taste awful. But yeah, like that one, sure. that one I found like is the most satisfying for me to drink in a mass quantity really fast. Like Nicole's been getting these Waterloo ones. And they okay. make a black cherry that's very good, actually. Yeah, I've um, seen the Waterloo show up in like my Instacart feed of like things you might like. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's worth giving it a try. They also have a pineapple and like a strawberry, I think. A couple different things. Right on. S- a summer berry, lemon lime, grape. I should try the grape. But anyway. Yeah. How you doing, Brian? I'm fine. I ate and drank some stuff too, I'm sure. But That's good. Whatever. Nothing special. Um, I went to what is now my favorite happy hour finally. I've been trying to go for a while now. Um, I went to Hazel Ravines in downtown. Mm. It's in Birmingham. Between four and six, they have like a lot of sweet cocktail deals and they have a fucking highball machine, which I didn't even know was a thing. Might have to look that up. I can't even quite explain it other than it make it like blends liquor and carbonated water perfectly. It it like it's so carbonated. You would love the carbonation. It is like so refreshing like think of just drinking like a uh any sort of like soda alcoholic beverage Mm -hmm. but the carbonations amped up probably like several degrees of carbonation (laughs) yeah no i've had i've had some highballs in uh japan they're very yeah that apparently the machine is like a big thing there too and they like have started to bring it over to the U.S. Um, yeah, they have like a Jim Beam highball machine there, and it was very good, very refreshing. Yo, this thing's nuts. The Bartesian Premium Cocktail Margarita Machine. But, like, it's basically a Keurig for, like, cocktails. <clears throat> Brian, when I, look, when I looked up the... highball machine, that's what popped up for me. Yeah. That's interesting. This would turn me into an alcoholic if I had this. I'd be like, let's try them all. Like like that episode of The Office where they got the Nespresso machine and they, <laughs> they were trying all the capsules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They also have half off oysters and they had a really wild selection of them. I'm not super big into oysters. Erica is obsessed with them, um, but I do appreciate them. It is uh, definitely a unique food experience. So I'll I'll try like one of each of the types and then she'll just eat the rest. And I've been meaning to try oysters because I've never had raw oysters. That's probably the best place to do it in this area that I've been to. Have you had their Georgian cheese bread? No, we, we basically just got happy hour shit. But I do want to go back and try other things there. So let me tell you about this Georgian cheese bread, all right? Do you guys know what Georgian cheese bread is? No. Uh, Only because I looked it up on the menu there, and that's about it. 
but George I had never heard of it before. Georgian cheese bread is basically just like a small amount of bread that has a bunch of types of cheese and butter. And then also they take an egg yolk and oh. they, they mix the egg yolk into the cheese and butter at your table. And then you just like tear off a little bit of the bread on the edge and then you scoop up a bunch of cheese with it and you eat it. And it's oh shit, so good. It's so good. It's guaranteed to send you to the bathroom if you eat it. Like if you split, <laughs> even if you split it in half, there's so much butter and it's just so rich. But oh my god, it is. It's great, and that's the only place I've been able to get it from before. There's like other places that serve it, of course, but like Georgian cheese bread is delicious. They also have good. Um, I've had lobster rolls from there and crab rolls and stuff too. And- yeah, I want to go back right now. So they had for the summer they had the, like the main kind of lobster themed mm-hmm. menu. And by the way, their their menu graphic design is so on point too. It it's beautiful. Good. Yeah. And uh, now they've shifted their menu to a Pacific Northwest theme, mm-hmm. which is cool. But for happy hour, they basically have the half off oysters. They have the cocktail deals, and they have um, like twenty five percent off all wine and beer, which is ridiculous too. Because it's all actually pretty reasonably priced, especially considering it's Birmingham. And uh, uh, we got like a white fish pate. It was like five bucks. It was well worth more than that. Parmesan garlic fries were absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I just assumed they'd just be fries, you know, whatever. But like no. the Parmesan and garlic is like in the crust, like the... The crisp of the fry. The crisp of the fry. It doesn't, like, fall off or anything. It's so good. Yep. And they serve it properly with garlic aioli and not, you know, some other bullshit to dip in. Because, I don't know, that's the way I like to dip my fries. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely be back. Awesome. Bartender was great, knowledgeable about all the oysters and stuff. Um. We saw a movie, then we needed a snack, so we got a piece of pizza from that Brooklyn place, which I don't even know if I've ever even been there, but it is so good. So good. They have a three mushroom, three cheese pizza that doesn't have, it's not, it's a white pizza, there's no sauce on it. Nice. So delicious. So delicious. Then we ended up down by Mount Chalet and had fries and sliders, and that was really fucking good, too. What movie did you go see? Spencer. Ah, uh, the the Diana Spencer. Yeah. Nice. There's a bunch of good. movies I want to see, but... Um, yeah. No, that's the, good. The Birmingham 8 was a nice, nice chill experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, every theater I've been to has basically been dead. So... Yeah. <laughs> but that one, like, they have apparently redone it since the last time I was there. And it was kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, those... The upstairs theaters are very yeah. tiny... That's where we were. We walked, we're like, they don't have a bar here. And then we went upstairs and we saw one. It's a little tiny bar in the corner. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. It was actually the most reasonably priced theater bar I've ever seen, too. Nice. Shockingly. Yeah. No, I yeah. don't know. I don't think I have too much to expound upon at this point. That was about it for me. 
I think I want to get this Bartesian thing so I can become an alcoholic. <laughs> well, let me know. I'll come test it out with you. It just seems really go. cool. Like it's like it has like four glass bottles that you can put the different spirits in and you like click click them into the base and then it has pods like like a like a Keurig. But yeah. it's like alcoholic mixers. With like your margarita mix and whatever yeah, else. Cosmopolitan, old fashioned whatever that's a lot different than the highball thing yeah i saw the highball thing is like a specific machine made by suntory which is a japanese company uh the japanese whiskey company and they're i can't get their site to actually load in order to like look at any of it but i'm seeing like other people like bunch of blog articles talking about how like highballs are taking over the industry so suntory's like slaying ass out here at the american bars (laughs) Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Suntory whiskey is very good. I've had it before. I whiskey I gives me heartburn, so I just can't really do it. Yeah, that's fair. It probably wouldn't in highball form. The one thing about the highballs in Japan that I've had, to me it just tastes like watered down you know, whiskey or whatever you're drinking, which is watered down slightly carbonated I, whiskey. Yeah, that's mostly why I like stayed away from it, but I mean, I'd rather drink whiskey neat, but it was a refreshing change. It was like having like a whiskey white claw or something, but more carbonated. Yeah, I suppose if you want something light and you're not trying to like Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, I when I go do like go to weddings, like um Alex's wedding, for example, I usually drink a lot of scotch and soda, so just easy drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I think that's it. Yeah, I John's got. I got nothing else. Uh, I'm out of music and food and everything. I yeah. spent way too much money on delivery food this past couple weeks. So. And now you're buying a Bartesian. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking maybe it'd make a good Christmas present for Megan. There you go. How much is a Bartesian? Three fifty. That's not too bad. The pods are kind of expensive though, because like they come in a six pack, and a six pack is fifteen dollars. You could just pay me to come over and make drinks. <laughs> I was gonna say, and you, you could just pay me in drinks. You don't I have, to, say, pay I don't me have money. to pay you if I just like bought the booze and said, "Hey, come drink." That's typically yeah. how you and Alan roll, anyways. I just invite both you guys over and just get wasted on like high quality classic drinks. I know how to make everything you want anyways. Yeah. No, a gin and tonic and a Buffalo Negra. Yeah, that's easy. Well, that one's not so easy, but I, I still remember it. The one time we had them, you guys did a pretty good job on it, so. Yeah, we didn't even plan for it. We just happened to have all the shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. All right. Enough of this side quest. Time to get back to real life. We will see you guys. See you guys next time. Peace.